0: Hey, everybody, this is Micah Rich
1: and Olivia Kane.
0: Welcome again to the weekly typographic podcast. Woo! So we practiced it this time so that I could say podcast.
1: Yes, because you always forget. <laughs>
0: um, so it has been a, a, a fairly uninteresting week in terms of type news.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but. Um, We have had an interesting week in terms of the lead class that is going on, which I know I always talk about, but it is because it is really exciting. We started the learning lettering section and started drawing characters together as a class. Mm -hmm. And it was just it it was just it was just crazy. It was like uh, 16 or, or, or 18 of us. Uh, live online and asking questions and thomas like was like showing us from nothing to i think we made like six or seven letters in a span of two hours that's so fun and people were like posting their work in progress and asking questions and occasionally even like other people had picked something up and then helped someone else out with their questions oh. it was so just good. it was really magical Wow. So, Sounds I, like
1: you're fostering like a really good community over there.
0: It feels like it. I mean, it it is the first week. We have a, a lot of fun stuff to do still, uh, but it was just it was just super fun to see all that happening live.
1: That's so cool. That's so, so exciting.
0: That is exciting. Um This and, is
1: week 4?
0: Yes, this is this is week 4. We did the first 3 weeks of the free section and now we're like getting into the fourth week, which is the first week of this section. <laughs> It's yeah, I guess when I say it out loud, it sounds super confusing.
1: But you guys are like getting into it, like diving deep. It's, we we it's, like <laughs>
0: literally jumped in, opened yeah. up glyphs, you know, within 10 minutes and we're Great. talking about how to draw stuff, how to start, which letters to start with, how to draw points, how to draw Bézier curves,
1: oh, so how good. to like
0: combine components and extend them when you move on to other characters. It was it was pretty cool.
1: That's amazing. I'm glad it went so well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was super fun. So, that is the news that I am obligated to share because it is just so awesome.
1: Yes. No, I mean, very exciting. A little, I mean, not saying that the news this week wasn't exciting, but that is probably a little more exciting than <laughs> some of the news. We have some really great gems this week, but it was just really light week as far as type news went.
0: You know what is awesome, though? I haven't shared this with you yet, but um, looking at statistics for this podcast, we, yeah. this week, broke 200 subscribers.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It's kind of crazy, right?
1: That's wild. I thought we were just at, like, 160 a second ago.
0: I know, right? It's it's really nuts. It's fun to see, like, the graph of people listening, too. Obviously, the day we release stuff, there's, like, a crazy fun spike, and then it teeters off, and then there's another spike, and it's wow. it's kind of fun to look at. but.
1: That's so fun to know about. Oh my gosh, that just brings joy to my heart. Thank you. Almost
0: seventeen hundred listens of people listening to us joke about nerdy type stuff, talk about, you know, Dropbox and and new fonts and (laughs) it's great, right? I don't wanna
1: think about those (laughs) seventeen (laughs) hundred (laughs) listens to my random banter on typing. Oh,
0: you can't get shy now.
1: Oh, okay. I know. Just going all in. All right. So besides my kind of weak introduction to this week's links, I, there's some stuff I'm re- really excited to share. Um, and are you ready to jump in?
0: I'm so ready.
1: Okay. So first thing, I was very, very impressed by the release of Fawn, a typeface released by Alice Savoie.
0: Mm, this is yeah. beautiful and you and tyler found this too independently
1: yeah i mean it was kind of everywhere in the type news when i was kind of going through my feeds um seemed like i got a lot of a, a lot of attention and traction um i think it's really cool first of all it's open source as long as you give alice accreditation if you use it
0: i didn't realize that that's awesome
1: yes and Um, it was funded. It was a commissioned typeface family by, I'm not going to say this correctly, the Centre National des Arts Plastiques. It's basically, I wrote this down, the National Center for Visual Arts. That's what it means.
0: Wow.
1: And I thought this was kind of crazy. So like a National Center for Arts Commission's typeface, that's an amazing concept. So I looked onto their website and I was like, what is this centre? And I was like, I need to figure it out. And so um, they're just they're just really involved in the art world and they have a strong appreciation for design and for typefaces. And um, I mean, this is just one of their small initiatives, but they do things like provide financial backings for galleries, publishers, restorers. They provide information for copyright taxes and social security information for artists. Uh So there's this, they're this huge resource for artists and designers and like, they're making these impacts in all these different ways. And actually this week, um, I ran into another typeface that was sponsored by this like center in France. I, I'm just very jealous right now, to be honest. Like, where is our national arts funding for <laughs> space design?
0: I mean, maybe maybe we should just, you know, we've been wanting to find people to interview. Maybe we can talk to someone there and just find out more about what they do and how that works. Yeah,
1: I just think it's really cool that they will seek out designers and ask them to make typefaces for specific um, purposes and contexts. But to have that freedom and be given that funding from a national organization, I think is really, I mean, just really makes me jealous, but also very happy. (laughs)
0: Don't worry, don't worry. I mean, we we too have had some sort of sponsorships where, you know, some companies have like commissioned updates and uh That's true. you know, additions to to League fonts too. Yeah. Don't no, get too jealous.
1: I know. But I I just think it's really it's kind of an amazing sentiment that you know, I I'm not that familiar with the national art centers in the US, but i don't think any of them are commissioning typefaces
0: (laughs) maybe we just have to find them and talk to them maybe they need it and don't know that they need it
1: maybe um they also just like manage like hundreds of thousands of pieces of art for france they just do a lot of things and i think it's really incredible they prioritize typefaces as well
0: that's that's a great point That is really interesting
1: Um. Anyways, so the typeface is also really beautiful. <laughs> right. Um. I'm on the microsite right now, and I, I th- the
0: microsite is also very well done. And you know what I didn't realize? Uh, you know, I'd seen this before when you posted it. Um, in the credits at the bottom, uh, conception of the internet site in Fran- in French, Prototypo. Our friends over in France. Oh, prototipo. That's kind of cool. I didn't so even notice that have helped with the site. That makes me so happy. Cuz this is a great site.
1: Oh, it's really pretty. I love that every time you go to a next chapter when you're learning about the creation of this typeface, the background changes. It's really kind of these small touches that make it exciting. Um, but this was actually commissioned for a national history. Oh, I was so good. I researched so well for a while. Um It was I think it was research done i'm going to get this in a second but it's based off of animals and nature and she proposes it as a new typographic system and um ecosystem and if you look at it right away you can see that the italic is not normal italic it's a mm. weird italic do mm. you see how curvy it is
0: oh yeah it's super crazy
1: it's doing its own thing um but she actually kind of the whole typeface it's a whole huge family from light to bold. Um, the italics go this way too. She looked at different kind of species recordings and history of species and wanted to highlight the kinship and wealth of possibilities in species and translate this over to typefaces.
0: That is beautiful. I don't, that's Isn't crazy.
1: is like a really nice poetic kind of like metaphor? Yeah,
0: poetic. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. That's beautiful.
1: Anyways. If you should look through the microsite, the microsite just explains why this works so well and um, how this all relates to n- the natural ecosystem, which is really cool, and how it explores the natural world in a totally different way that's so unexpected. I mean, it speaks for itself. Everyone should go to the microsite; it's really fun.
0: First and they all, they also have this like PDF printable uh, specimen, yeah, which is very involved and very well done.
1: And just, like, all the design of it is very, just just really pleasing and made me really happy. And I'm really excited that this project exists.
0: All right. So, this was a great find. Thank you to both of you who found this.
1: Yeah. It was awesome. Um, Next thing on our list. So, speaking of open source typefaces, um, I kind of want to bring us over into the trickster world that I found this week so um trickster is an open source typeface that just got released by velveteen they are an open source type foundry in france there seems to be like a lot of action going on as far as open source type in france (laughs) um but um our link kind of goes through the process of how this typeface was designed and it is it's a wacky typeface i mean how would you describe it
0: uh uh, it's almost like it's melting
1: yeah it's like a lot of things so as <laughs> i was
0: it's like re- calligraphic and also melting
1: <laughs> those are actually those melting looks which he does acknowledge looks like they're drippings um come from like a calligraphic move where the pen will lift off the page but it has like a really uneven flow and it kind of mimics the way that this was drawn in the Merovingian times. This is what this is based off of. Um, it's also a little bit based off of graffiti. So the main influences were graffiti, black letter, and med- medieval weapons. So. Which
0: that in itself is a pretty crazy combination. I think I've said crazy like 10 times so far today, but uh, like like very, very different influences mushed together.
1: Oh, yeah. It's wild. And there's so many alternates to each figure. I mean, you can really make this look like many different typefaces if you play with the alternate. um, The alternate's enough. But it's really wild. But I think it's also kind of cool walkthrough as to how to design a typeface that's influenced by more kind of historical facts and also one that was... You know, it's open stories. It's not, you know, the end-all, be-all. They were obviously having fun when they were making this, which I could tell while I was reading it,
0: which made me really happy. I love when you find stuff like this. Because really? Because my, <laughs> you know, my immediate reaction is that, like, I don't know when I would use something that looks like this. Like, it's such a wacky-looking typeface. And, you know, so obviously, first reaction is based on looks. I swear I'm not a shallow person. But... Like when there are articles like this that go into why it was made, where it came from, historical references, it just really makes you realize that it, it wasn't just thrown together. There was thought behind this and they had an intention behind doing it. And like that almost takes it from I like it or I don't like it to uh, this is a piece of work. I don't know. Yeah. There's probably a better way to, to describe it. No, that, but it's. it's you know, yeah. it, it's it's no longer about preference in my mind when I hear about the thought behind it. You can't argue with the fact that effort and thought went into it. And so the decisions that you're looking at, whether you like them or not, are thoughtful and you have to respect yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And that, um, that
0: you know, that absolutely. respect, I, I like I like that transformation of like, I don't like how this looks very much. It's cool that it's open source. And that someone was messing around. And then you read about what messing around was. And it was like finding crazy historical references and mushing three totally different categories of typography together in a way that is still readable and pretty neat and interesting. And yeah. totally flips your mind around.
1: If you want inspiration and want to use this typeface, they link to their... Um foundry site and there was a bunch of sample design projects done with this typeface which are really ridiculous and very very um very in a specific aesthetic place (laughs) that is not for everyone (laughs) but um it's obviously done by designers that know what they're doing and i totally appreciate them making this happen it's like punk medieval (laughs) new age i don't know yeah no
0: it totally is and you know honestly like uh, talking to you about this has turned it around in my brain right even even in the last you know half hour of us talking like prepping for the podcast uh i i love that this is an open source type foundry obviously uh yeah and, I, you know, I look at the fonts and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to use this. There's stuff scrolling all over the screen and changing in place.
1: Oh, the website's so aggressive.
0: It's it's very aggressive. But, uh, you know, you were like, oh, that's, I, you know, obviously they know what they're doing. And hearing about some of the, the history and influences and thought that went into it. How can you disagree?
1: Yeah. It's really
0: interesting. no? I'm super I don't into.
1: know. It also just looks like when I read anything written by them about their foundry, it just looks like they're all having like a really good time. <laughs> which makes me really happy for them. And they actually host a lot of workshops too, which is pretty interesting. Oh, that's cool. Um, so they're kind of like engaging with their community, which is nice to see.
0: Man, we got to we got to take a field trip to France it seems.
1: Yes, we do. They know what's up with typeface design. <laughs> that's crazy. America needs to get on their level.
0: Oh, my God. I got to stop saying this crazy, too. That's okay.
1: Um, yeah. No, but I don't know. I just feel like recently I've been finding, like, a lot of French-type um, design that I've been really intrigued by. I mean, there's great stuff going on here. Don't get me wrong. America can make great fonts, too. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. Uh, another article we found that's going to take us Uh, Into the contemporary times, not all in the medieval (laughs) graffiti world, is a lovely article about why sketch will make your designs better.
0: (laughs) Okay, so to be fair, I found this article, um, and we've talked a little bit before about how, you know, my... my other work is a lot in product design and UI design. So I find articles like this. It's, uh, I mean, the title of the article is Why Your App Looks Better in Sketch. Uh, and, uh, you know, talking with you, Olivia, it was sort of like, hey, Micah, you're going to have to explain what the heck we're looking mm-hmm. at here.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: which is fair. Um, and so I, I kind of posted this saying, like, "It it is related to what a lot of the designers in the community that we have here with the league do um and it is still related to typography in that what it's showing is the difference in how sketch renders design elements like typography like shadows like colors and gradients versus how you have to code it when you are making an iphone app okay and so like you know you you make these mock-ups in sketch and you you make it look how you want and there are certain like uh you know, there's there's an Apple, a, a custom Apple font, San Francisco, that comes along with the operating system for the phone. Mm-hmm. And it's used by the operating system all over the place. So a lot of designers want to use that font to fit mm-hmm. in with the rest of the operating system. Okay. Um, I mean, there's plenty of apps with custom type. And there's plenty of apps that try to use the fonts that come with the phone sort of to, like, feel like it is a part of the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like what this is showing in a really visual, like practical way is the difference in how sketch renders stuff in a mockup versus mm-hmm. how, when you code it, it actually comes out. Oh, And it's kind of important as a designer to like know the intricate differences. It's very similar to like designing on a screen for a poster and you got to print it out and put it on the wall to see what the real differences are from the printer. You know?
1: Okay. Got it. I get that metaphor. Yes.
0: Or the same thing with a book, right? Like you think you know how it looks on screen and then you print it out, you make a mock-up of the book, right? With actual printed pages. It's not You know, it's not the like the thousand copy printed version, but it is suddenly a real book. And yes, uh, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, shoot, you know, like I thought nine pixels would be too small or, you know, nine point would be too small. I really got to go to seven. Okay.
1: This makes sense. Except it's super nuanced.
0: Right. You know, the difference is like the the in, in the book metaphor. You know, you you say you want so many characters on a line, and that is what prints out. In the computer, that isn't always the case. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and there's, like, subtle differences in letting and spacing um, and kerning and even just the way the letters come out on the screen.
1: Mm-hmm. So this is just an informative article. It's not trying to make you, like, buy anything or... oh yeah no it's basically
0: this is for the people who are like hey you're designing stuff in sketch already and you're designing iphone apps and you should know that even if you try to make the mock up exactly like you think it'll look on the phone when you code it there's going to be slight differences and you should know about that
1: i feel so enlightened i had no idea what this really meant and now (laughs) i this makes so much more sense
0: (laughs) and uh, you know i mean it's it's somewhat related to typography because they show some of the differences in typography. There's other like shadows and gradients, colors and whatnot that I think are still relevant if you're in this space.
1: No, this makes a lot of sense. Okay. I'm actually really glad that we talked about this.
0: Yeah. It's kind of I a useful practical article.
1: Learn something new. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so I, I, after that, I don't know. That was I'm really feeling greatly enlightened here. I don't think you realize this. I'm like rethinking so much of how web is not that different than the print world after all. It's really not.
0: And, you know, I mean, I guess that is that is a mission that I've had for a long time is to try to show people that designing isn't that different than coding and making, you know, making a book isn't that different than making a web page. Yeah, The fundamentals of all these things apply across the board to to making things and, and like, using typography, using design elements. It applies. There's just, like, nuance to how you have to do it and, like, the tools that you have to use.
1: I know. You're
0: right. But that actually segues (laughs) into uh, our last article in a way because this is one that you found that I'm really excited about that I, I, you know, I... I need to read this more in-depth than I have so far because it is a dense article that feels like a few pages or even a chapter out of a textbook.
1: It does, but it goes by fast because time flies when you're having fun reading this article.
0: <laughs> but I, like this is one that, that I find super enlightening. Okay, so it is how That's to space so a typeface.
1: Yes, I mean, it already starts out with, like, not the most exciting title. I'm sorry, everyone.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's not a marketing article. It's not like, hey, here's a quick thing to you for you to learn practically. This is like, hey, we're in this. <laughs> let's, yeah, exactly. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty about we're how to business. space letters and uh, what letters look like, you know, in different typefaces and how to come up with a grid to space them. How to, like – Visually see and like discern the difference in contrast and and how to handle that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, it's it's really good. It's by the Foundry Fontsmith. Um, I believe they're an English foundry, but they make some pretty serious, heavyweight fonts out there. Um, and heavyweight, metaphorically, I guess, not <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, are both exactly. Um, so I actually read through the whole thing because. I found it really, really informative. They took a lot of resources that I scoured through when I first designed a typeface and kind of brought them all to one place. Um, and, like, really classic resources. Like, they're t- they're bringing up, like, Adrian Fudiger. They're bringing up Walter Tracy's letter of credit, letters of credit, which I actually remember getting from my library those were one of the first books i took out when i was designing a typeface and it's really old i mean it's it's really it's not re- like it's not anything new it's so relevant that's the thing um but that has some really great tips in here um it's really all nuanced stuff i thought they kind of explain things in really nice ways they have some nice charts that they kind of pull out for you they talk about optical centers and like how that differs from character to character and why your spacing um, needs to be adjusted. A lot of it really does talk about like how your eye knows more sometimes than the computer does, which I think is so important to know about Mm. when you're designing typefaces. I learned how important that was when I was most recently designing a typeface um, late last year. And I think every time I go in design letter forms, I realize how valuable your own instinct is that of your own trained eye becomes over time.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So they talk a lot about like, you know, taking that optical instinct. They'll give you these charts that are very mathematically shown and space out your type, your letters. Once again, it's very nitty gritty stuff. Um, But it's lovely. They explain, they explain some situations that I've taken for granted over the time. I kind of pulled this out that, you know, they talk about serifs and we're always told use serifs, if you want a more, Legible typeface at small sizes. Okay, makes sense. But like that was never really explained that the serifs actually define your inner and outer space of the letters really well. Mm. And, you know, when that inner and outer space isn't defined as well, things start mushing together or things kind of fall apart. And it's actually, it's not just, oh, they have feet. It's like, oh, they're making more rectangular shapes. If you look at an O and Z as an example that they had, A Z kind of makes its own rectangle and makes its own space um, in a serif font. But then you do sans and it's very open and much more geometric and a little bit less recognizable. I mean, very nuanced stuff, but it kind of gives you an explanation for these things people have been telling you for all this time (laughs) that maybe were never explained to you.
0: That is exactly why I love this.
1: I thought it was a little bit too nerdy for the weekly typographic. I don't think
0: so at all. I mean, surely not everybody uh, is interested in this level of detail, but some of us certainly are. And frankly, this is also like a resource. It's going to be in your inbox. And even if a a year later, you know, you're like, okay, this is applicable now in this situation, and now I'm interested. I remember there was something... Let me go find it. And suddenly this resource is uh, there for you.
1: But I've done that before with the Weekly Typographics. Even before I was contributing to the league, I remember there was one article. It was, I remember the name. It was, um Why I Can't Leave the House. There's Bad Typography Everywhere.
0: Oh, I remember that. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it just was such a reflection to how I feel sometimes.
0: Shout out to Alec who found that one. That was great.
1: Oh, really? Oh my yeah. gosh. I l- love that article. It was like, I'm not the only one out there that feels this way. <laughs> Everywhere I look, it's just really irritating. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously that's a broad statement. That's not totally true. But, you know, when I'm on the subway, what else am I looking at <laughs> besides the typography?
0: Right, right. All the posters flying <laughs> by.
1: Um, so yeah, I think it can be enjoyable to people now, but hopefully you guys can use it as a resource when, you know, you decide to do that logo or you decide to, you know, do the typeface that mm-hmm. you like, hmm. What was that about all that optical spacing?
0: Exactly, it's a great. Um,
1: so yeah, there's gonna be a couple more links. We're gonna pull into the actual newsletter. Um, a nice drop doc Dropbox design link um, about kind of how to do procedures in design, and then. There's also a typeface that came out that is really cool looking, and after some looking around the website, we can all get free specimens of this typeface shipped to us for free from the UK. I'm pretty sure. Um, I ordered mine. You guys got to order yours. So
0: <laughs> it's just cool, newsletter. you know. It's just worth sharing. It's nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also just like a nice handwritten font, which I can't say about that many handwritten fonts. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's that's great. There's going to be some like extra goodies in the newsletter this week.
1: Yes. I'm excited about it. Well, thanks again. We had a great, great time talking to you, Micah.
0: This was fun.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in again. Uh, super fun chatting with you. As always, our inbox and Twitters are open for feedback, what you think, if you find anything cool and want to share. Uh,
1: share it. <laughs> just reach out.
0: So thanks, everybody, again, for listening, and we will see you next week.